people cannot pronounce my name correct. I am still referred to as Cillian, Sicilian, Gillian. Right, Cillian. Who the fuck is that guy? Right, Killian. Jesus Christ. How do you like my little setup, by the way? Oh, hello. Didn't see you there. If you're listening, that's just a little quip I'm having with the camera, with the cameraman, pretending I didn't see him. Uh, I'm going to speak up a little in this one because people have been saying they're having a bit of trouble hearing. So hopefully this is better. <laughs> um, uh, sorry guys, there's, I'm just trying to, it's not tracking the thing. Hopefully this works. Uh, yeah, so here we are, episode 22. Episode 22, people. Um, I think this is coming through. Something, something, something different's happened here. And I don't know what, but I tell you what, I don't like it. My worst nightmare would be we had to do it again. Imagine. <laughs> I want this to track where we're at. I bloody won't do it. Um, fuck knows. I'm just gonna have to go with it, haven't I? All right, so can you hear? Right, I'll pull the mic up a little bit closer. All right, do you know what? You put your volume up higher. How about that? Anyway, sorry, sorry, sorry. I got sidetracked there. Episode twenty-two. Um, of this now world famous Mr. Sherry podcast Mr. Sherry video and audio podcast I think that I should give it the full title of its name the Mr. Sherry video and audio podcast um, so this one is going to be different this one it's going to be I think football heavy there's going to be Quite a bit of quite a bit of football talk. <laughs> um, so if you've come here to get some witty uh, takes on my week, I'm not sure if it's gonna if it's gonna satisfy you. You might be left disappointed. But I'll try my best to keep it as as interesting as I can. Um, there, I fixed what I was looking at. That was annoying me. Um, so what I done was I said I'd give suggestions. People could give me suggestions on Facebook um, on what to write, on what to talk about. So um, I went. This is what you. This is what you, the people, want, or you, the people, who went on to the Mister Sherry. Facebook page um, and sent in your questions 
or your topics. Um, and there was some good, there was some good interactions there. I liked the people who were getting involved, not like some of my other um, ventures on that Facebook page. It's a tricky world, the Facebook thing. I'm new to it. I'm new to these fan. It's not a fan page. I don't have a fan page, by the way. There's one of me, but that's not me. Um, and is it a biz? It's not a business page. Maybe it is. But literally every post I do, Facebook want to want me to boost it and pay. And I've done it for like the first two or three things I did. I've done the boost and you pay like four or five euro or something. Sometimes sometimes even a tenner, lads. And then over two or three days it'll like promote it. But it's pointless because you, you get the likes or whatever, but you don't people don't like the page. And <laughs> that's all I want, guys. So... I'm here, episode 22. This is for you. So there's, I've got one, I've got about seven or eight topics to get through. I've got my coffee, my my cup of joe to get the brain going. Um, a lot of people were talking about diving. Loads, there's probably, I'd say, four people that uh, asked me, asking me about diving. Delhi Ali was mentioned a lot. So I presume that's to do with last night's, um, their game against Rochdale, when he won a penalty. Lads, it was a penalty. Maybe he's made the most of it, but it was a foul. The guy fouled him. It was a penalty. So I disagree with the hullabaloo about last night. Um, it was a penalty. I don't think he dived. Dove. Um, and someone mentioned about uh, them not calling out English players. Um, they, they are guilty of that. Um, to generally kind of turn a blind eye to it. But they're, they're getting better at it, I must say, because it used to annoy me. They're getting better at it. Um, and I've not seen. I didn't see what happened in the Liverpool game. I missed all of that. Um, I haven't seen highlights from it, so I'm hearing do some diving and that. But I can't can't take you serious now with your diving talk because for me, Deli Ali didn't dive last night. Um, and in general, I think diving gets a bad rap. I've said this before. See, claiming for a throw-in that's not yours or. Claiming for anything that's not yours. It's the same. You're still cheating. You're still trying to cheat the ref. Cheat the other team. Um, and another thing which is so petty. I hate it. I was watching the Celtic Zenit game. And Lustig, I think, tried to take a quick free kick. When the guy was like a f one foot in front. But he took it with the intention to try and hit the guy so he'd get booked. Which is... It's, it's the same. You're trying to get someone else booked. So maybe you're diving and a player gets booked or gets sent off or players making the most of a bad tackle or a reckless tackle. This is the same. Trying to take a fr quick free kick with the only intention of hitting the player so they get booked. Um, now, if you're trying to take a quick free kick to start an attack and the player blocks it because he's 
not 10 yards back, then, okay, I agree with it. But not with the when the sole intention is to get the player booked for not being 10 metres back or whatever, 10 yards. Um, that's one thing. So diving, I think I've covered diving. Um, now, I'm not saying to go people go around diving is good. I'm just saying some things get overlooked and diving takes the brunt of all the cheat, cheating, um, the art of cheating. There's a lot of other different ways to cheat. Um, so diving I've covered, lads. I've covered diving. Um, uh, right. Playing abroad culture um, advice for people playing abroad or surely it's the same it's not just playing abroad but living abroad as well um, for I don't know the biggest difference is obviously first and foremost it's always the language um, that's always there no matter where you go really if they're not obviously an English speaking country um, and then then it's kind of a case of how much English they can speak and how hard their language is or if it's at any way similar to English and I've been <laughs> I've been lucky enough to go to countries where the other lang the language is nothing like English um, so that makes it I'm not going to say impossible, but that makes it really hard to learn or to try and pick up a la the language quickly. Um, obviously, you're not just going to pick up a language like that, but um, the language is always the first thing. Then there's the culture, like how things are different. In football, it's always, for me, the biggest thing was the training. See, times of training, little, little things like that where... In the UK, we're used to training will be 10 or half 10 every day. No matter what, that's the time you're training. You don't have a program or like a weekly plan. Um, you'll know, Maybe after a game, you might get an extra day off or something if you have a good result. Um, but here, not here, I mean, outside the UK, once you're going to Europe and stuff, training times change. You could be training in the morning one day, then to give you a longer rest the next day you'll be training in the evening uh, or you could be training in the afternoon all all week to like replicate the same time as a game uh, loads of different things like that so training times are, are always different um, uh, so that was one of the first things I noticed when I went to Bulgaria um, all them years ago guys when I was in Bulgaria, it's I would now how I say it's CSK Sofia, but now that I've been there and I know it's Sesaka. That's how you pronounce that in their language, in their culture. So that's the other thing. You have to be open. You have to be open to learning about how they live or how things are done differently. And when I was younger, I wasn't really interested in that it was either things are different so they're wrong that was how I kind of viewed everything and that 
did me no favours. And look where that got me. Um, but it's experience. You have to. It's hard. If when football's going good, everything else kind of in the background just gels together. You'll rarely you rarely have problems really when the foot when football's flying and everything. But if it starts to go bad, then you kind of then you other things you'll will start to take your focus because you're looking for excuse me you start looking for negative things and maybe excuses for oh how can i live here if if i have to do such and such and it's affecting training or football or something like that um so it's getting over those that stuff like that um so i don't know if it was i don't know if bulgaria was like that because i was young or because it was the first time I had experienced living abroad. Maybe if I went, maybe if I was in the UK until now, and I only went over there at this age, at the ripe old age of twenty-eight, guys. Um, if I'd still be the same, or obviously I'd be a bit more mature, but I don't know if I'd be as open to to different things as I am now. Um, so maybe that could be a reason why lots of people. When the league players that leave the UK, like British and Irish players that leave the UK, generally don't stay abroad, or like a lot of the times when I see a player moving to a to another country, I, I can always know if I sometimes if I know them or maybe if I'm just which is kind of bad. Maybe sometimes I don't know them and I'll I'll take a I'll kind of judge them off what I read or see. And then I'll be like, no, they'll be back within six months. Um, and generally, don't like to toot my own horn, but generally I'm right. I'm right, guys. Um, so I think I've, I've rolled advice, I think, into all of that. Into playing abroad culture advice. Um, I think I've kind of put everything into one into one group there. Yeah, so my advice would be you got to be open to things and uh, just accept that things are different. Things are done differently. You have to trust, trust how things are done. Obviously not everything they do, like everywhere, not everything is is right, but um, it's probably not looking for excuses when if the football starts to go bad or if something's not going your way. Then suddenly things, the training time becomes a problem, or the language then becomes a problem. So you just have to accept that those things are there. Um, another question was the standard, the standard of the Cypriot league with the Polish league, and I've said this loads in interviews. This is actually that's the reason why I don't talk so much about football my football because i just end up repeating lots of things that i that i say in interviews like over the last year or so um so obviously if you've not read them you won't know so so i'll, I'll relay them for you the difference is for me is in cyprus it's a much slower game it'd be it's more technical it'll be i don't know if it's because of the kind of players or it's the heat 
the weather because in the summertime it's impossible there to play the same tempo that you'd play here in Poland or in, in England or Scotland. Um, I remember in Cyprus, like my first training, I was there and obviously trying to impress as well. And I was running around like a madman in the training. And afterwards I was dead. We were playing small games and I, could, I was running myself tired. When I got the ball, I couldn't do anything. And everyone else was just, <laughs> everyone else was just relaxed, taking the ball. Still working hard, but not just working stupid. That's what I was doing. And then I kind of, you learn, you adapt. You adapt, guys. Um, so I think the weather plays a part. Then there's the, probably the type of players that, that are there. Um, and then, so that's obviously the opposite, I think, to the Polish League. The Polish League, it's fast-paced. It's a high tempo. It's very... The teams are always wanting to attack and then counter-attacking, up and down, fit, you have to be very fit. In Cyprus, I was I thought like I was one of the fittest there in teams I was at. And then when I came to Poland, I couldn't, 60, 70 minutes, Mr. Cramp came, came knocking on my, my hamstrings and my legs and said, no, that's enough for you, Sherry. Off you go. Um, but... You you get you get used to it. You're training, you're training harder, or you're you're doing more in training. The trainings are harder, so you're getting fitter. So then, obviously, you can cramp no more. Um, but now we've a really good fitness coach, so I'm feeling super fit now. Um, actually, our whole team is. Even watching us in games, you can see us work. Um, I think we look fitter and we feel fitter and stronger. So uh, I think that's massive today in football. A good fitness trainer, a good fitness coach will go a long way. Um, I've had it before where everything's been good, but then you might not have the best fitness coach. And in games, you can you can have the best players or the best manager, um, but then you just don't have the you don't have that oomph. To, I don't know what it is. It's, it's something that's just you face the worst feeling in the world because you know everything else is there, but you just can't. You don't have. I wouldn't say the fitness. It's more like power and stuff. But uh, very here in here in Poland, everyone's everyone's fit, strong. So. Uh, that's probably, I'd say, the differences between the Cypriot and the Polish League. I'd say the Polish League is similar to Scotland, but I would say a higher level, maybe. The players, I think, would be a bit more technical. Um, I'm, not saying it's a, I'm not saying it's a better league. I'm saying that it's similar in like comparing styles and comparing leagues. It's definitely more similar to... The Polish league would be more similar to Scotland than, say, the Cyprus league. Um, and also, I've found here in Poland that any team can beat any team. There's no easy games or a game where you're gonna look at it and say, "Yeah, that's definitely that team's definitely gonna gonna win," or "We should win that easy." Um, whereas in Cyprus, you could you could get that with maybe like half of the teams. Um, 
but here that's why it's so tight here as well over the last season or two um, it generally goes down to the last game or two I've realized so that's my my take on the the leagues I've played in Cyprus Poland oh Bulgaria Bulgaria would be similar to Cyprus actually very similar to Cyprus um, but I don't remember so much about it because I was only I was only a youngster then boys um, what else did I get? Someone asked me about would I play League of Ireland um, right now. I'd have to say no. Um, but never know. Never know what could happen or where I could end up or circumstances change. But um, I've always been embarrassed. See, when people ask me about the League of Ireland when I go to other teams like in in Cyprus or here and they'll ask me about teams and I genuinely can't really tell them anything I don't know really anything about the league it's embarrassing for myself um, and I'm sure I'm not the only player even my friends don't wouldn't know anything about it um, I don't think any of them have really been to a game one of them's a uh, turns up to the Shamrock Rovers Bohemians that's the derby was that the one that was on the other night? Shamrock, Rovers and Bows. I think it was. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but other than that, I know lots of fellas that play in the league that I've played with, like maybe Ireland underage or um, from when I was younger, but my knowledge of, the, of it is, is terrible. Um, so, that's, I don't know whose fault that is. If it's mine for not taking an interest in it when I should or if there's other factors in it um, oh Man United's Vargol guys <sighs> this one hurt me because as you know I'm a big VAR fan and the mistake for me if if the rules on VAR are universal or worldwide or whatever, obviously they're both the same thing there. But um, I don't know if different leagues have different rules for it or interpretations of it. Because when we had our meeting with the referee and he was going through thing, like how the VAR system works, oh, I don't know, I have so much gas in my throat. I'm burping under my, my voice here, under my breath. Right. Uh, yeah, so for the mistake was because it was so tight a call when the, when the call is so tight and the referee or the linesman makes their decision VAR if it's too close to call then VAR should go on the original like the the original decision from the referee or linesman so I don't know did the, I think they allowed the goal and then went back and looked at it. And you could see how tight it was. And the whole thing with the lines, I don't know where that came from. But because it was, you could see it was so tight. And also, for me, it looked onside. Um, but because it was so tight, it should have been what the referees originally said. So VAR was only there to correct like a blatant mistake from the referee or linesman. And there wasn't really any. So... 
I don't know if maybe in Britain the rules are different or they use it for different cases. Um, let me know. Let me know, uh, Var, um, from your, your biggest fan. This is Stan. <laughs> See, from my posts about Nike, I nearly know all of that song because I was looking through it for the lyrics to try and match up with, with what I should say to Nike. If you don't know what I'm talking about, oh, that was on my Twitter, wasn't it? Check the feed. Check the feed, guys. Um, oh, the Brazil fight. The fight in that Brazilian game. Vitora and Braha? Braho? I don't know. Would a player, all the players got sent off. And I couldn't help think of... Uh, we were playing a game in pre-season there in Turkey. Uh, I can't remember where the team was from. But they had one or two Brazilians on it. And it's just before halftime, there was a big... There was a big schmozzle. And everyone ran in like a typical football fight. Fight, I should say. Um, for those listening, I just used some air quotes. Uh, so it wasn't really a fight. And then <laughs> this mad Brazilian came running over and was going, uh, I'm, from I'm from favela. I'm from favela. <laughs> like this, this madman. And then... Uh, then after the game I looked over and he was laughing and joking with some of the lads like as if nothing had happened so I don't know if that's favela behaviour um, so yeah I think that, that was his move to, to try and scare people people just think oh Brazilian he must be which obviously isn't true um, so that's my lads I've covered everything from Facebook would you believe it I think I'm going to have a quick look on my on my cellular, on my iPhone. Um, I still haven't done my one day without using internet. Um, and I need to because I've been, I've been hearing my own lately and it's fucking driving me crazy just looking at this phone all day. Um, so let me have, let me have a quick check, a quick check on the, on the F book. Uh, Oh, there was another one there I couldn't really tell. Oh, sorry. There is some more. Uh, someone asked about my thoughts on the Olympics because uh, from watching it, is it interesting for an Irish footballer? Not really. Uh, and I'd say it's not interesting generally for an Irish person. Um, if you stopped people on the street, they couldn't name the Irish people taking part or who were taking part. I don't even know if still are after knocked out or what the story is um which again is bad see again us we're not taking interest in our own bloody sports uh so no but i've tried to watch it a few times i know the polish are big on the 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 long ski jump the can't remember remember there was the film the british guy fuck what was the name of it was his name barry I don't know why I'm asking you as if the camera's going to reply to me here. Um, lads, what was it? Oh, anyway, I'll, I'll be ages here. Um, so that's all I can say about that. Um, I think I've covered so far everything. Um, Jack Phelan's not happy with the Carlo Rag Week 2018 lineup. Um, he didn't give me any more information on it, even though I asked. 
Uh, oh, this is probably for Polish people who are still listening. Um, if I'd comment on the typical extra class at corner routine that was seen in, a, in our game at the weekend. Um, so what happened was, and I didn't realise, but it's, I think it's a, it's a little bit famous here now. Or not famous, but it's, I think, yeah, it is. It is. It is. It's social media famous. Um, it's internet fame. And so basically what happened was we took a corner and we had a corner, we had a routine like for a corner move, a corner move, a corner play, um, straight out of the playbook. And it ended up, basically the other team pressed good. The other team stopped what we wanted to do and ended up pressing us every time the ball was passed to someone else they were pressing and then from whatever from the corner within three passes we, we ended up passing it back to our goalkeeper so that was kind of the the joke here about the extra class at corner um so i think that's how i can it's it's a simple explanation really um it was a combination of the team pressing good Possibly we maybe could have seen it wasn't on, but anyway, these things happen. Um, there's a question here. I'm not sure if I can answer it. What is the problem of Polish and Irish leagues that clubs are not able to fight with other teams in European Cups? What is the problem, in your opinion, that we have with defeat from teams like Kabbalah, Helsingborg or Utrecht? Formerly, they are a club within our reach. I do not believe it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, d I don't think I can answer that. Uh, sometimes it's experience in these competitions because it is totally different. Playing there, it's totally qualifiers and stuff, two legs when you're playing different, like a completely different style of football. It can be difficult. Um, so I'd say that's... Every now and again you'll get teams maybe getting to the Europa League or Champions League for the first time, but generally it's big teams that always qualify repeatedly. Oh, sorry. Should have put that on silent. Um, so that's probably, that's the best answer I can give for that. Mr. Nils Holgerson. Uh, the NBA All-Star Game. I tried to stay up. No, I didn't try. That's a lie. But yesterday morning I woke up and I said, right, went to the gym, was tired because I, I couldn't get to sleep the night before until about, it was up till about bloody half one or two a.m. Um, so I only got about six hours sleep, which is not good enough. And then I think that's one of the biggest things in feeling good and fitness, injuries, everything. Sleep. Lads. Aim for your eight hours of sleep every night. It's not hard. Go to bed at 12 if you're getting up at eight. Quick math. <laughs> um, it's easy. Just get your eight hours of sleep and you will reap the benefits. Um, so yeah, the, the All-Star game was said, right, Sunday, NBA. Usually you can catch the NBA on a Sunday. But then it wasn't until two in the morning. And I said, bloody hell, 
Am I heck staying up again? I need my eight hours, lads. I need my eight hours. Uh, so I went to bed, got my eight hours, woke up feeling marvellous, had a great breakfast, and then I just catched all, caught all the highlights from it. So I really like the new setup, the two teams, Team LeBron and Team Steph. So bloody delighted LeBron won, lads. I've been a Team LeBron fan since six months ago when it was announced. Uh, Travelling fans went away happy. Um, but yeah, it looked good. And the best thing was how how hard they were trying to win it. That was the best bit. That there were... It wasn't like a kind of jokey thing. It was You could see the last play where they were stopping it and then when they missed it, running away celebrating like a normal game. That's what we want. That's what the people want. Um, also, look... Look at my ode to, speaking of All-Star game, some Jordan 11s? They're 11s, lads. Um, an ode to Michael Jordan, to MJ, two days after his birthday. That's for you, bro. Um, MJ, the, the goat, as you all, you know I love to use goat. Uh, here's here's something for you. I'll end on this. I think LeBron James is on course to be the best sports person ever. Just let that sink in for a minute. And here's my reasons. Here's the stats. He's clearly the best player. He elevated the NBA when it needed some, as Bono would say, Elevation. Woo! Um, what a fuck that's that sidetracked me. Uh, what else has he done? He's never had a scandal. He's marketing dream. Mister Nike. He's he's he does everything that you would want if you could make. Per, the perfect sports star it's him and even now when he's talking up against what's going on in America he's just an absolute gent lad um, so I think he's he's got to be up there in all time greats not basketball in sports so LBJ let me know don't worry you can you can thank me some other time for that glowing reference. Um, so lads, it has been a treat. Uh, I think I got through most of the the suggestions on the Facebook page. I think that's how I'll do it now. I'll do my own stuff and then I'll take some topics. Because uh, I, had, I had my own things to talk about. But I said, no, I'll put the people here first. Um, so... That's what you got. So, lads, until episode 23, I'm going to call this episode 22 the Facebook edition. Um, the Facebook episode. Fuck, I'll think something. Um, in fact, what am I talking about? You'll know what I've called it. Because <laughs> it'll be in the title. Okay. Uh, and I hope the volume was okay, was it? The volume all right? Um, until episode 23... Uh, 
I will see you. And it was pointed out to me that last episode I've never said Sloan. So, Macharja, Sloan, because bloody Bannock. Good night. Or maybe maybe you're watching this during the day. Good afternoon, good day, good morning, good evening. Anyway, goodbye.